This time on the Popular Parallax. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Time travel. What is it? How does it work? We're going to take a spin through our picks and pans of traveling through the time vortex while trying not to cause multiple paradoxes. Buckle up! Thanks for joining us and welcome to the Popular Parallax. I'm everyone's favorite companion, Jerrica Lala, and with me, she's like fire and ice and rage. She's ancient and forever. It's Bunny Sunnydale. Sup, Bunny? It's springtime and I'm happy because winter is over and I hate winter. I hate <laughs> you it. hate our jolly Canadian winters? I hate it. Well, there, I just want... There's I wanna, no way to avoid it. I'm going to travel in time to springtime every fall. That seems excessive and a waste of that power. Shoveling is hard when that plow goes by. Just move. Well, I mean, I guess, but... <laughs> so Bunny would use her time travel powers for fluffy reasons, like snow, while others of us would use it to go back to the 80s and buy all the clothing possible, <gasps> adult size, instead of the kid size stuff I had then that I can't wear anymore. <laughs> I could just Maybe. go to the Galt Reitman's, not meet myself, <laughs> cause a horrifying paradox in oh, time. Yeah. Do these things happen? I don't know. But it certainly seems to happen a lot in the context of movies and TV shows. You know, like one of the rules is always don't run into yourself. Sometimes they can like see themselves, but you can't touch yourself. You don't talk to your, you don't Don't interact. talk to yourself. You don't touch. No. That's a big one. There's always generally points in time that we want to fix, but somehow the universe won't let us. That seems to be also a constant rule mm -hmm. within fictional time travel, as opposed to factual time yeah, travel. Exactly. Well, I think it's one of those, they're just like, I would like to think that maybe that's just Hollywood's version. Because I mean, if you could go back, you'd be like, well, I'm going to fucking fix this. Hooray. Oh, yeah. Problem solved. Movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. 20 minutes. But I mean, it, it does. This is. It does seem to make sense. This is a. This is a, a endless puzzle for us and why the movies keep showing it to us is you know who of us haven't thought if only i'd change this one thing yeah would it cause a domino effect mm -hmm. or a butterfly effect making the worst time travel movie of all time <laughs> many events led up to making that movie maybe if one of them changed we would have had a decent movie now oh. you see what i'm talking about <laughs> Mind different blown. casting director, different yep. writer. Change any of the positions, and who knows what we would have gotten. Yeah, Something someone would have wanted to watch. <laughs> so we're going to go through some of our favorites and some less successful of the time travel genre. What I've always noticed is that it's very difficult to do time travel without leaving unanswered questions at the end. Yeah, there's a lot of, don't think about this too much because... Exactly. And we'll, yeah. we'll go through, I think it I starts think they, unraveling. They all have an element of that yeah. because you can't do time travel with it because it's a completely made up thing. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, it is a dimension and we move through time, but at a fixed rate. Yeah. So maybe it can change, but the movies can never clean up all of the ends. No. Because it's impossible for us to get our heads around, including the writers. First of all, let's just go mainstream, everybody's favorite. Now let me give you Nichols with a free advice, young man. The so-called Dr. Brown is dangerous. He's a real nutcase. You hang around with him, you're going to end up in big trouble. Oh, yes, sir. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. You remind me of your father when he went here. He was a slacker, too. Back to the Future. I love it. I loved it. 1985. I saw it when it came out by a fluke. Oh, this looks okay. Yeah. Let's go into this because it's like, oh, it's the kid from Family Ties. Oh, yeah. Let's just do this. And then it was just like, holy shit. Like you sort of thought it was just going to be like a Brat Pack movie. Yeah, yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah, it's a wonderful film. Another Canadian, Michael (laughs) J. Fox. Talk about breaking down male standard stereotypes this is a tiny elfin half (laughs) figure of a man who's maybe about five foot one or two that's a good height not yeah it's a great height but it is odd for a male movie star leading movie to be but i mean he was sort of supposed to be a kid yeah he was a kid but he wasn't as young as he was made out to be he was in his 20s and he was supposed to be like 18 or something but you bought it he was a movie star he completely carried it yeah no problem and this was another movie where the star was replaced. It was yeah. not him at first. It was good old Eric Stoltz. Who was I like that guy too. A fine actor, but you know, there were a few rushes available because they had shot, they yeah. had shot just a bit of the movie. They'd shot a good few bits of that yeah. movie. And they're just like, it's not right. It's not working. Yeah. He doesn't have the comedic energy that I think is what they were going for. And yeah. I think they did want Michael J. Fox and, he wasn't able to because of the sitcom and then they tried again and the producers of the sitcom just thought we can't stop him from doing this yeah it's gonna be a huge movie steven spielberg robert yeah. zemeckis thing because yeah. the first time the show blocked it they were like absolutely we're not giving you this talent for yeah. five weeks or what it wasn't even that long the movie yeah. got shot like overnight and michael j fox i don't think was that happy with it he was totally exhausted and no he was kidding. like this is gonna be shit yeah and it was it was great it, it was just great great and I mean, he des- definitely has a type. It was yeah. Alex P. Keaton, only, yeah. only hipper and with jeans and stuff. Yep. But it was that smart-ass kid that yeah. he always played that was totally lovable. Never explained why he's friends with this odd this, old this, professor. Yeah. It was a little weird, but you <laughs> just rolled with it. But I mean, if my neighbor was doing shit like that, I'd be over there all the time. Sure. What you doing today? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Maybe oh, I'll boy, get chased by some, some Lib- Libyan terrorists. It's um, the 80s, everybody. Yep. They get shot up in a mall parking lot, machine gun fire, and Marty jumps into this time machine made out of DeLorean. <laughs> And goes back from 1985 to 1955 in Hill Valley, watching his parents not date and having to try to fix this problem. Because he inadvertently replaces his father getting hit by a car saving his father from getting hit by a car. Yep. The wonderful Crispin Glover, (laughs) who is the creepiest fucking little weirdo. He's perfect (laughs) for it. And both of the parents were great as teens and as the parents. Yeah. They really played the middle-aged parents well, and they were not middle-aged. They were about the same age as Michael J. Fox. Yeah. You'd think they were like in their 40s at the beginning of it. I didn't get it at first. 
until you see them mm-hmm. in the quote past and you're like oh my god it's the same people yeah <laughs> they didn't you know double cast or anything yeah. delightful right so, down to so the good. huey lewis in the news yep. soundtrack so, so 80s very 80s and very of its time mm-hmm. there was just two instances of time travel right he goes back yeah and he comes back forward again yeah back to the future that's yep. he has to get back to the future because once he gets to the past the machine is damaged and that's the whole adventure is getting the parents together so he doesn't fade out of existence yeah. and getting the machine to work again which yep. is a whole setup with a lightning bolt they know is gonna yeah because they don't have enough juice and, and they know that lightning bolt is gonna hit that clock tower so we got this perfect 80s gem and it does stand up very well. It I mean, does. you see the 80s clothes and shit, but it almost doesn't matter because it's also full of 50s clothes and shit. Yeah. Perfect 80s gem. What do we do with that? We make two sequels. Oh, yeah. And that is problematic. Yeah, they're junk. Me. Yeah. And it's interesting because recently I've heard some stuff on, like I heard a whole thing about, it was a movie YouTube thing where these two guys went over the second one again, sort of going, you know, it's not, as bad as people say it's got this quality and that quality and i have to say i disagree i disagree i I, watched it maybe a year ago they had an interesting points to make but to me it was like it's not judging it as on its own it's judging it in the spirit of the first film it's a total departure and the tone completely changes Mm -hmm. so that you've got characters doing things you feel like they're not really supposed to be doing yeah a million different versions of the same character and all the all the shit that bothers you about time like it's it was almost the, the prototype of here's how you fuck up a time travel movie yeah michael j fox playing a fucking million people i felt sorry for him yeah was stupid they're in the future and then they end up back in the time frame of the first movie but then he's also there from the first movie so he's hiding from himself and it's, yeah. it's a nightmare yeah and then they fuck up the 85 version of everything because of stuff they've done and you're just like what yeah he'll, it's all it's like it's a wonderful life weird he messes up hill valley in the 80s yeah so it's this total gang run trump-esque yeah. nightmare yeah too dark too deep it wasn't funny when it tried to be funny and then in other parts it was really dark yeah yeah because i mean you look at the first one where he's oh, if I don't get my parents together, like, I'm not going to exist. Like, that's a big deal. Yes. But it doesn't feel like this dark kind of, oh, my God, It's not horrible. kneeling at your father's grave screaming. Like, <laughs> that's what it turns into. Yeah. Like, this is not what this, these are supposed to be. Because even, even his big I might not exist issue is handled in such a way, you know, where it's fun. Yeah. And they give you a bit of a thrill. Like he does, he literally yeah. starts to disappear. Yeah. It's that close. Yeah. It's not like both your parents getting fucking shot. Like yeah. it's terrible. It's like, and it just, it's really long or it yeah. feels like it, it is. Feels it feels long. I don't, yeah. I don't know that it is actually. And long. it goes through a bunch of different, you know, setups and scenarios, many of which have no impact on the conclusion. Yeah. So it's just like, it's sort of a little masturbatory, weird thing. But they're just like, look what we can do. Yeah. And I find I have that that problem with, with a lot of time travel stuff where you invest two hours in a movie and then at the end they just go back and be like, okay, well, that solves that. And you're like, so it's like it never happened. Why did I fucking watch this then? It just discredits and is just like, bleh, everything that you've just done. 
And you're just like, I don't, I hate when movies are like that. Because you may as well just say, and <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a dream. And it's like, one of those things. This is garbage. Yeah. I find most, like, time travel gets into that. It dips pro- into that. Yeah, a yep. lot. Don't worry. There was yet another film. No. A, a Western. No. Oh, my yeah, God. Don't no. do it. It was cheerier than the second one. And it felt more in the spirit of the first one. But why? There was no fucking reason I, for that movie to happen i don't like westerns i kind of do like western like i was like oh this is fun but then i was like this didn't there was so little that seemed to be at stake like it was just the same bulge like there's biff's granddad and he's a bully and you're like this is again like it's just like the, it's the same the shit same thing and again i found and that one funny every fucking time you're yeah just like, oh god yeah and I found with that one, it doesn't seem to really like they go back in time and then they're just like, yay, this is fun. Like it's a vacation. Like yeah, there's and then they no. They have a whole like Western shootout adventure yeah. because it's like Steven Spielberg going, you know what? I love old Westerns. Like yeah. that's almost what, or yeah. Robert Zemeckis or whoever. Yeah. It'd be great to have a time that did a tip of the hat like a small sequence, mm-hmm. but this is the whole movie. The whole thing. And it kind of, it's similar to like not really like a dream sequence, but like the holodeck shit. Yeah, where they're like, yeah, it's, it's got the a same thing. Happening. Where they want those characters in this situation. Oh, we've got a time traveling car. Let's go have a. And it does feel like a fantasy. Like you're yeah. like, this doesn't seem like it's. Why are you? There's something about the original where it just felt legit, and you were like, this is really happening to this teenager, yeah. and he is. And it was such a good period to 85 to 55 is only 30 years and it's another planet. That's what was genius about you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. And I mean, right there back. was like a reason for everything that happened. Like yeah, they well, were in the thing. He was trying to than your own parents, right? Yeah, like he's trying to escape terrorists and getting killed. Yeah, and he ends up in the in the past. And then he, his whole thing is, how the fuck do I get out of the past? Because yeah. the '50s, I don't want to be here. The '80s yeah. is way better. And he immediately makes a mistake yeah. in replacing his father yep. and his mother's attention. And then he's got to fix that. Yeah, or he's just gonna fade away yeah. into nothing. And he. But he has a photograph, and his two siblings are nerds. Yeah. Like, the family's kind of dysfunctional. But he has a a Polaroid, because it's the 80s, of him and his two siblings, and they fade first. Yeah. And then he starts to go near the end. And it's, they don't have to get more intense than that. It's scary. Yeah. Just like, there they go. And it totally makes sense. Yeah. 100% makes sense. And by the last one, you're just like, I sort of don't care what happens here. Like, he doesn't. No one seems in immediate danger. Yeah, like they're not doing the anything way. except fucking around and yeah. having a good old time in the Wild West. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, and it's sort of I like... I don't know I that mean, the Wild West is that fun. Right, and I mean, in the first... Michael J. Fox, he was this tiny little guy, and he was very athletic, and he did all of his own... He was on a skateboarding kid, yeah. and he did this stuff where he grabbed cars and pull them along, and I feel like that movie single-handedly brought back skateboarding. Like, yeah. to this day, I think that, because I don't remember kids really being into it, and then when that movie came out, every kid got a skateboard. Yeah. And it never went away. Yeah. By the last one, some of the stuff, like he, he almost got killed doing one of those stunts where they hang him. Oh, I know. That, so many people almost get fucking like, killed when it's just hanging. like, this, it's not worth it. Like, yeah. It's for a lark. I don't know. I, it's, it's too bad, but I would say watch the first one. Don't even think about the other ones. Yeah. 
because the first one is a true gem. It's like four star out of four. It's yeah. perfect. It's a yep. little jewel. It does stand out. You should, like you see the clothes are out of fashion, but that's it. Like there's oh, no yeah. like oh look at those hokey effects. Yeah, or anything and I mean like that. He, they're not even that much. Like I mean he's still wearing like <laughs> jeans and shit. Like, yeah, he's it's not, just like, high school kids. Yeah. It's a little you know it's a little brat packy, but yeah. it's it's great. And the performances totally stand up as oh, well. Oh yeah. For sure. They're yeah. fantastic. Time travel movie that broke the bounds of sci-fi and all mm-hmm. that. It was a total mainstream mega hit. Yeah. Which is why it had sequels, but it just, they needed to yeah, show some needed self-control. needed to not be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You're not exactly catching us at our best. That much is certain. I have a hunch that we'd all be a lot happier discussing this over dinner. What do you say? You guys like Italian? No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. I love Italian. And so do you. Yes. It's the old guys again. <laughs> they can't stop making movies. They love it. And Shatner is on point. Being He's always ha- on point. Being hilarious. <laughs> Just being fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's a time travel romp. Another 80s cheese time travel classic this would be up for debate whether this is like one of the great star trek movies or just goofy i think it's one of the good ones it's even numbers so it's plausible enough the whale thing was an interesting notion people love whales the concept is a big like a scanner spaceship size comes over earth and starts ripping the water out of the ocean with this deafening sound that no one understands they can't translate it the kids from the enterprise are just coming back from their last adventure search for spock so spock's alive again and they're in a klingon piece of shit bird of prey that's barely holding itself together and they're gonna be like arrested when they get back to earth they've broken every law in the federation that there is yeah they like they like doing that too they love doing that they listen to the signal for a long they go hello that sounds like a whale yeah so they 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 put it through filters and stuff and they figure it out and of course whales how can can they figure it out nobody else because it's jim (laughs) that's how he's a genius and he's got spock (laughs) so they figure it out and they're like these morons don't know even if earth had figured it out they can't do anything because the whales are extinct Uh oh this is our 80s environmental message movie for sure it's a good thing we listened it's a good thing we paid attention. Well, Star Trek's always trying. We're not listening. Yeah. But they're always trying. They go, we're going to go back in time. We're going to get two whales and we're going to come back. We don't know how, but we're going to fucking do this. <laughs> so they do a boomerang around the sun in this ship at warp 9.9 or something. 9.9? This, this works. It works. They go back in time to 1986. Oh, that's a good year too. And they go down to San Francisco in 1986 and they just have a hell of a good time. Good. And so do we watching it in 1986. <laughs> we were like, look at this. Seventh Heaven mom's there. That's right. She's their romantic interest. Spock's dad is in it a little bit and all the regular Star Trekians are, <laughs> are there. I like it. It's, yeah. it's time travel happens, but they don't make it the easiest thing in the world to go around this thing. They sort of have hallucinations and stuff and they're passed out when they get there. So it's not this sort of like, ah, I'm fine. Yeah. They make it like a <laughs> road trip to the past yeah, like Marty it, McFly. Yeah. It's a big deal. 
and it's very risky they could just fall into the sun if they're Ooh. you know the ship doesn't turn where like it's supposed to or whatever yeah. the hell they're doing <laughs> they have to construct the see-through aluminum or whatever it is oh Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. the whole movie is highly comedic because I, I think because <laughs> the the previous two were so serious and very like death oriented yeah that they were like let's just have a romp and it is ridiculous but i mean they're all pretty good actors they pull it off yeah but i mean scotty ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> and him go he goes into some big factory lab and basically just shows them god how to do this loom and they're like oh Wrong. my god and sulu's like you should not fucking what are you doing like he's like how do we know he didn't invent the thing and i'm like that is lame <laughs> lame that is stupid that's what he does yeah so there are some cheats oh for, yeah big big life hacks yeah in time travel happening. yeah just like you're, you're screwing shit up you're screwing it up yeah stop doing that yeah. they just fucking they just do it they just because they want to get those fucking whales that entire crew was never very rent, prime directive. They're renegades of they fuck right like, there. Yeah. Prime directive. Not interfere with something. <laughs> fuck, fuck that. that. <laughs> Kirk's always going somewhere and's like, ah, I'm going to sleep with all of this. And then I'm going to tell you about why your planet's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's all he ever did. Yeah. Because he even ends up having a relationship with the seventh heaven mom. Yeah. Who's like, a, like, as soon as who, he gets there, he's like, oh boy, oh boy. But talk about women who don't come off well. She's like, my wealth! Like, she is his, this hysterical yeah. woman who is supposed to be a friggin' doctor yeah. of, like, you know, animal sciences specializing in whales. And she's a friggin' screaming disaster. Yeah, for most she's of like the movie. this quivering mass of flesh that's just, like, yeah. hysterical like un- all the time. Like, too, way too naive and optimistic and all that stuff. And I mean, they get her, she does help them and they get her on their side and stuff, but it's. She's not a great actor to begin with. What? She didn't put in that stronger performance, and it's just very shrill. It really is. It's a lot. And I'm just like, Kirk hardly ever got, you know, for all of his ladies, they were never that sharp. I well, the, I mean, the closest they ever got quantity to someone over who quality. seemed like an equal and who was intelligent was the kid's um in number two she was also a legit scientist and she wasn't crazy she was like down to earth raised the kid by herself she was you were just like really you slept with that guy but whatever (laughs) she we all make choices and she made that (laughs) but the lady in that film is disappointing that was sort yeah. of my biggest bugaboo with that film because she has a big part too. Yeah, she's like in the whole fucking. She's thing. in the whole thing, and I'm just like, this is what we got, eh? Yeah, I'm. I've got a lot of learning to do because now I'm in the 23rd century, and I was just like, oh, good, take her back with you. That's a, yeah, that's a really yeah. good idea. But well, yeah, because hey. he loves holding on to the ladies. Well, I think she sneaks onto the ship. Yeah. He's like, okay, bye, and then she just like joins onto his beam out. He was like, God. you shouldn't have done that. Well, I guess you're coming to the future because. <laughs> no one's gonna did look it, for did, her i guess did, did, yeah, like, yeah no one's gonna notice yeah she's that's missing. yeah that's not a thing that's not a thing that's not gonna cause a major <laughs> jesus it's, it's fine it all worked out for jim that's all we care about <laughs> yeah that's, that's what that's what what's important overall i watch it 
pretty much any time. It's entertaining. It's like, very entertaining. It, it's not frustrating and infuriating to watch. No, it's meant to be a comedic, mm-hmm. and it is. It's just like, look at these people in the 80s. And you're like, <laughs> do I have to? But then you watch it, and you love it. I don't want to talk about time travel. Because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. We both know how this has to go down. I can't let you walk away from this diner alive. This is my life now. I earned it. You had yours already. So why don't you do what old men do and die? Getting into more serious territory, mm-hmm. more recent territory, Looper. Did you find this to be a plausible time travel movie? Well, unlike like Star Trek, it's all about the time travel. It's not just kind of... That's the whole point. Yeah, it's the whole point of the entire thing. They do seem to kind of think about timeline issues duplicates of the traveler kind of stuff whereas as we just said like star trek they're like maybe he invented it let's just take this lady back to the future no problem everything's fine fuck it whatever history eh, it's fine whereas this puts more thought into those potential issues and problems and tries to work out they address it they address it and they're like i think that this might be like an answer whereas other things they just hope that the audience doesn't think about it they think about it for you and present some sort of answer or reasoning behind how the time travel works so it did that well the only issue i have with it is with his face Joseph Gordon-Levitt's weird makeup. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I and found not it very the, distracting. I find the time travel premise and how they address that more believable than his face. Totally unnecessary. It is. I, I don't mean, know why. It didn't ruin the movie for no. me. But it was a distra- It was a serious distraction. Mm-hmm. And what I will never understand is that I would have bought Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a young Bruce Willis. And yeah. just don't fuck with him. Yeah. Just leave it. You're like, yeah, I get it. He's you. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Don't. And the thing is, as much as they altered him, I didn't go, wow, is that Bruce Willis from Moonlighting? Like, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah. It didn't look. You're like, I know what a young Bruce Willis looks like, and it's really not that. weird. One of the weirdest things to me about it was the drag queen eyebrows. He had these painted on they dark were so eyebrows. Thick and and at certain angles, you would just be like, "That's a clown." Like it was yeah. very weird. And yeah, it, it just looked like a sharpie. I felt bad for him trying to act through this weird face that was his, but not. Yeah, I don't I know don't why. Understand that's why that's like the was biggest. Deemed issue i have with that whole movie yeah the premise is these young guys who are and they're not cops it's sort of a shady Mm -hmm. shady business yeah involved in where they assassinate future criminals they send them back and they're like take care of this but at some the reason they're called loopers is at some point they retire themselves yeah they don't know this but this is what happens they have to be retired at a certain age, maybe because of time travel and it can get very complicated. So you just put them down like dogs at yeah. age like 50 or what. It's not even that old. It's supposed to go totally clean. The guy just shows up. He's got a hood on. Boom. Like that fast. He's just yeah. dead. And when Joseph runs into himself, who's Bruce Willis, of course, Bruce takes off. And then you've got a time disaster. Yep. He's running around fucking shit up. Yep. And they, the scene they did where they show you what can happen was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah. With the other, the other kid who was sort of a bit weaker. Yeah. A bit dumber. His guy gets away on him as well. And they 
punish the younger guy and you watch it happening to the older guy in real time and yeah. by punish i mean like cut off digits and shit it is yeah it's revolting and it's yeah. terrifying it's yeah it's horrifying it's very disturbing yeah. to watch yeah and the whole but the whole reason they do it is to show you the stakes that joseph gordon levitt is now dealing with because yeah. he knows what can happen they're both gonna die a horrible death yeah. if bruce willis should just let him shoot him but he won't because he's got these scores to settle and yeah. this whole thing you're like god damn it willis it's you know the deal when you god first sixth sense and now this but whatever (laughs) i really enjoyed it i sort of went into it sort of half understanding what it would be about and it was actually more than i think it's like a great sci-fi noir yeah film noir with a sort of hard-bitten guys a real blade runner feel as well they don't just oh we've kind of figured out some science and stuff and it's cool like it looks really awesome yeah I know it got a lot of attention at the time, but I feel like since then, like, I don't hear a lot of people yeah. talk about it and really. Even then, and even I mean, it wasn't a huge movie. Yeah. Like, this thing's not getting sequels. It was a bit of a sleeper, and it's really worth it. Very good performances all around. Too bad about the face. Yeah. But he goes, he gets through it. He acts through it. For the most part, you just roll with it. Some angles are not good angles. And you just go, whoa. And it does pull you out of the movie for a sec. And that's why we sort of wish they hadn't. This is like, why, yeah, just a weird decision. why get a guy and make him into a whole other guy? Like, yeah. I just don't understand. I know. I don't know. Just the oddest little tiny adjustments. Like they made it like from his nose to his lip was like a little longer. Like yeah. We, where you just was... went, your face is fucked up. Like, yeah. yeah. You get like this uncanny valley kind of thing. Yes. Like he's a fucking android or yes, something. Yes, that's exactly like, what I don't like. know. I can't put my finger on it, but that doesn't look like, like a human face to me. makeup contouring. Hat. Yeah. That's why I say drag. Like it, he, he didn't look dragish, but it was that kind of makeup where it's just sort of like, yeah. oh, that's not a shadow. You painted that on. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't. Whoops. But other, but great for time travel. Yes. Very nice. So good. Yeah. And suspense. It's like smart. All I want is somebody to put some thought into stuff. never end nope literally never end just keeps chugging it's away. been on and off for 50 that was their big yeah, anniversary big was the 50 which was an odd special kind of worked kind of <laughs> didn't work but at least you know they had to do something and they yeah you can't thing. you can't have a 50th anniversary it was quite and... lovingly done it was just a little stupid but what are you gonna do <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're now up to dr 12 yes Dr. Th- Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with it. Well, Tenant was 10. Yeah, but, Matt then, Smith. but then they added this w- secret doctor in the special. This Wha- war doctor that had been like wiped out <gasps> oh, of their memories and stuff. Oh, yeah. So the no- now even the numbers in question. No, I th- I'm pretty sure they just, he's just 12. Nothing, never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to zip back been, in time. There's and... quite a brotherhood of gentlemen now who have played the doctor. Yes. The show started in black and white. And the first companion was his granddaughter. Because he started as this old man. It was his granddaughter on the show. The <laughs> actress was his time lady. Susan, because that's what time ladies are named. <laughs> 
things like Susan. I'm not even sure she, like, it was very shaky off the beginning. It was like, is this just a queer old professor or is this, <laughs> what is this? That What's he, going on? Yeah, like, is he an alien? Are you mm-hmm. sort of just a professor, a nutty professor at first? <laughs> but it did evolve very quick. Like, mm-hmm. by the time we were to the end of one, is the old man, and into number two, like, it was, a, he was from another planet and all that was established. He has a bevy of young ladies. Oh, yeah. Always companion. Uh, companion. I mean, he sometimes had several companions that in- would include men. Like oh, several boy. At a- <laughs> yeah, oh, anyway. oh, well, I mean, several at a time. It wasn't always just Oh, boy. <laughs> and a metal dog just thrown in for fun times. Ooh. Yeah. So it was always sort of this cheesy but somewhat intriguing British mm-hmm. pro. Because, I mean, I watched it as a little kid. With Tom Baker and no, Peter the Davidson. music was scary. It was scary, and the show was it was very cheap, but it was creepy. It died out sometime in the eighties. They tried to do a reboot movie, oh. which I remember watch. I watched it. I think we were in high school, like in the nineties, and it wasn't great. It wasn't the worst, but they needed to try harder. Like it was oh. just too low budget. Yeah, if you're gonna try to reboot something, yeah. put the money I think and effort they in. Wanted the movie to reboot the show and it didn't <laughs> it was it was not good enough and they, no. they said it in the states which was a oh, huge fucking mistake fuck? it doesn't work it does it doesn't yeah. work doctor <laughs> who because every they've done a few episodes even the new ones where they go to the states and it's uh, it doesn't work just i know doesn't work. the just americans are always trying. like i want this it's the same with like fucking harry potter where they're like oh my god why isn't yeah. harry potter in america and you're like because it's because not, not everything's about you yeah <laughs> Jesus. Well, and sometimes the crossover just doesn't work. It doesn't work, yeah. The American actors aren't sure what's going on because it is fucking cheesy as hell and not everybody can just do it. 2005, the BBC goes, we're going to reboot this for real this time. <laughs> and I was, I had little bunny syndrome. I was just <laughs> like, this is some fucking bullshit. Don't even do it. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then I saw a trailer on CBC, good old Chris Eccleston. And as soon as I saw him and the TARDIS, I pooped. Do you want to come with me? Because if you do, then I should warn you. Because if you do, because if you do, then I should warn you. You're going to see all sorts of things. Ghosts from the past, aliens from the future. The day the Earth died in a ball of flame. It won't be quiet, it won't be safe, and it won't be calm. But I'll tell you what it will be. I'll tell you what it will be. trip of a lifetime like i was just like oh my god it's gonna be great it's good it's i mean a lot of people are like oh Eccleston, it was only one season he was a perfect reboot yep he was new but he was like the doctor very sharp but super cool he had his leather jacket and all yeah he's just this crazy faced because i mean the doctor didn't used to be a dreamboat you know what i mean, I mean yeah. peter davidson was the close he was the youngest and he was kind of a pretty boy, but yeah. that was very unusual. Eccleston, he's not ugly, but he's very odd. They should be. They should, yeah. and really, to be fair, they all have been. They're always these white guys. They <laughs> still have not, they haven't done what Avatar was able to do and just go, we're doing this again, and it's a woman this time. They just yeah. don't have the balls. They don't even have the balls to not make them white. So they've got a ways to go, but the dude is always sort of a weird dude. Like, that's the best you're getting. 
so we had Eccleston for one season and it was a wonderful reboot. That's the season I think there's no bad ones. And they went back, they went forward. I like the ones that go back. They had a Charles Dickens, people coming back from the dead because of something oh. like gas and the lighting and all this crazy alien shit. But then you also had Charles Dickens was there. <laughs> they had David Tennant and Catherine Tate met mm. Agatha Christie. I just love the ones where they go back. The future ones are fun, but the past ones you're like, oh my God, this is British history. And I mean, Agatha Christie, why not? <laughs> you can do. And yeah. because it's Britain, they are going to find that friggin' weird looking lady who looks just like Agatha Christie. Yeah. Who wouldn't be seen dead on American television because she doesn't have fucking perfect teeth and a perfect face. Yeah. People can act. Yeah. And that's what keeps the show from being totally ridiculous because it is they make it work Tennant was delightful we've yep. talked about him on Jessica Jones he sort of doesn't miss and he's a weird face little guy too yeah. I think he did bring he brought more of a dreamboat thing to Doctor mm-hmm. Who because Doctor Who got huge but to, you know but it's to so be weird honest, to look at look at that guy and be like that guy's the dreamboat yeah well I think which is scrawny little guy Martin, it is it's a different sensibility and I think it's when people went so Doctor Who crazy he was a little younger and he is not classically handsome but he has a pretty face and he was incredibly charming yeah that's what it mainly was they sort of lowered the age and he was and the show was very good with inclusivity of women people of color and all that and it's sort of that became part of him so I think Mm -hmm. it added to the attractiveness that he would accept you no matter who you are and all of this kind of shit was going on uh, good shit. And we went to Matt Smith. He stayed on a long time. and he Yeah, that raggedy a, doctor. He, he didn't want to go. He put in a hell of an effort. It wasn't, you know, I, I just thought the show kept getting a little shakier, my personal opinion. And then we went into our current gentleman, who yep. I like very much. Yeah, he's a but he's, he's an got old guy. He's got a weak show running under him. And yeah, that's that, a shame. that's sad. Yeah, it is. It is. And I also think not the bravest choice on their part, because to me, you look at him. That's David Tennant in 20 years. He's this Scottish guy and he's got a little tiny face and huge eyes. And I'm just like, yeah. this is the same guy again, just older. Well, Even I mean, Matt can... Smith. I mean, Matt Smith, I mean, his, talk about a fucked up face. He just oh looked like he was God. like smacked in the face with a frying pan. Oh which is okay because it's Doctor Who, but he was another tall, really skinny guy. I think Tennant put such a mark on it that they're now afraid to. And the thing is, with Eccleston to Tennant, I think people thought it wouldn't work, and it did because they were actually different yeah. kinds of men. Because they're you supposed to, really to be different. It. They're supposed to be different, not not different, but similar. They're supposed to be a totally different man yeah. that emerges. And lately, it's just like, mm, here's this guy again. Their time travel seems pretty easy. Yeah, because, I mean, he's a time lord, so I can see him being able to navigate through time and space and do whatever he wants. But the companions don't seem to really have any ill effect from, you know, traveling, really, like... There's the not biggest one I think happened with and no Karen Gilliam. <laughs> she had the biggest problem. She got totally fucked up in going back and with time machines and all that, where she was pregnant and not pregnant at the same time. Oh, oh, she had that's a... the shit. And, and because she kept thinking, oh, I don't feel so good. Oh, I'm okay. And I remember this, and I didn't watch all these, so it's a little vague in my memory, but I do remember an end of a show, him trying to run a scan, and you just saw it going negative, positive, negative, positive, negative, positive. And you see him, his face just going, whoopsies. And you're like, yeah. 
and she had a whole there was a whole thing with her kid and her kid gets like taken away and it's horrible and it was not really believable that she would keep flying with him after that I was just like really you lost a kid because of this and it's just like whew Better get back in the saddle. And it's yeah, like, let's really? have some more fun adventures. I mean, they finally did crack them away. But i that was the kind of stuff I was like, you're really stretching the plausibility on the behalf of the And it was a different guy writing by that. It was Moffat. And I don't think he wrote the women half as well Yeah, as Russell T. Davis. It just suddenly the women were more alien once Moffat took over. Yeah, It's just the longest running... And maybe one of the most well-known time travel mm-hmm. th- institution, really. Yeah. I think they need another five to ten year break. Because <laughs> you can all... It's like Sherlock Holmes. Just reboot the fucker again. Yeah. But give it a rest. I mean, and I mean, with that one, it's... You can still... Like, it's got a built-in device with him regenerating exactly that's right you can just do it forever and it's the same. It's genius. It's a genius idea. Yeah. Where it's not... It's not like a reboot or something. You're just like, here it is. Here's the next doctor. You yeah, know, it's that's, set up to that's last how that forever. Gets. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, if I'm going to live forever, this is what I have to do. Ta-da, I'm a new guy. Yeah. To have that built into your character is just, you just, oh, I'm this guy now. Yeah. Oh, I'll just grab a new companion. Yeah. It's Tra-la-la, start again. It's a stroke of TV genius. It sounds like something that's impossible to do. We're just going to switch the lead and you're going to go with it. Yeah. And they have done it 13 times. Yeah. Whatever is right or wrong about the show, they've got that part right. And they keep getting away with it. Yeah. And especially now, today, where people don't just swallow whatever storyline they see, to just keep going, nope, he dies and he comes back to life and he's another actor. And people just go, yep. Yeah. Because it's completely established. Well, I'd rather see that. Like, you get a show and it's on for a few years and then they start to run out of stuff to do and then all of a sudden someone has a kid or somebody's adopted some leo dicaprio street urchin let's not get into that nonsense but but like just bullshit like that where you're like we have to add more characters we need more characters we need something new we need more material i would much rather it be built into the character and know that at some point this will happen that's where this character's heading. That's where the show's heading instead of, ta-da, now there's a kid. Think about it, writers. Doctor Who lays an egg, has a baby. Oh, no. That's, uh, that's no. just how no. I figure he no. procreates, no. Laying, laying time eggs. And then a weird, tiny baby with big eyes and no face <laughs> is born. What was the other choice? We can't fight. We can't escape. We can't go forward. No, no. We can't go forward. That would destroy the Enterprise. Is that it? Was that the other choice? I must leave. No. Captain Picard! I cannot allow you to leave. Before we can go forward, the cycle must end. Before finale, we did have a couple of special mentions. Uh, one was Harry Potter number three. Time travel just gets pulled out the ass to solve a problem. Lazy writing again. J.K. Rowling 
Come on. JK. JK. She was JK all the way to the bank. That's what she did. It was odd for the Harry Potters. I mean, they do have spells and they can do magic. Yeah. But for this, it's so, I was sort of like, this is a bit of a cop-out. Like, yeah. just, you know, we can't fix this. Oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go back a few hours and warn ourselves. Crap. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I do remember reading it and seeing just thinking, how is she getting them out of this one? Like it was, be- and then you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. Lazy. Yeah, it is. It was a little lazy, but it time travel got worked into Harry Potter. So she's yeah. basically worked in every goddamn thing <laughs> into those books. You had time traveling kids. And interestingly, like Doctor Who, a pocket watch is a metaphor because that's what we need as dummies. Yeah. To see time going back. They'd put the cord around two people. Boom, they were back. Which Sometimes is almost that's creepier all you need. than going back. Because that's to me all kinds of problems. Yeah. It's just you two hours ago. Run into like duplicates of yeah. stuff and same matter existing in the same yeah. time space. I find when it's that lazy kind of tacked on plot device that's just, I couldn't figure out how to do this properly. So time travel, they don't address any of the bigger problems. Any of the side issues that come out of that. Yeah. If they're using it as a lazy way to get out of the problem they've written themselves into, they're not going to think of any of the other issues that result from traveling through time. So they're just, nobody pay attention to that. You know, everything's going to work. If you're one of the many folks that feel most of the first and second years of TNG are not worth watching, (laughs) check out Times Squared. They meet another Picard in a shuttlecraft from six hours in the future, and he's totally fucking out of it. Just from six hours, he can't walk, he can't, he's, the council says, he is looking at us across a great chasm. I wish you would never talk. You'd be super cute if you didn't talk or have a face. But <laughs> she, in her weird bun hair, whatever she was oh, doing. Oh, not the bun no, hair. No, I don't think it was, it was the second season. But to me, as you know, it was flawed and stuff, but that brought up some interesting stuff mm-hmm. to me because it was just like, yeah, he's crossed dimensions that you're not supposed to go across nothing around him is making any sense because he's it was like he was looking at a flip fun mirror of the world that's what he oh, could, you know yeah. what i mean like everything was out of sync and the closer they got to his time frame the more with it he got the end was sort of weird and it was i found it for early tng it was pretty interesting mm-hmm. it was not what you would expect at least they made an effort to say like this isn't always necessarily clean yeah and you can't just step across dimensions of time without it's like deep sea diving yeah you're gonna get the bends yeah if you do this because that's almost what he like has so it's interesting and you can't just throw a chain around you and be protected from everything yeah and just run around and do stuff and be seeing yourself and seeing other people and it's yeah. very complex yeah and it seems like it's just pulled out like you take a hugely complicated concept like this and just say even these kids can do yeah. it no, no pr- and they, no they did they it came back no problem like no there is a problem even leaving your atoms behind could <laughs> conceivably cause a problem i don't know just saying we had time machine oh not yeah. the old time machine the newer 2000s guy pierce time machine (laughs) that's a treat it's a fucking disaster it's a disaster of a movie front to back the ancient times are bad the newer times are bad and the fucking future is just the future is just odd and why is his his time machine a steampunk 
yeah glass ball that would not protect you from shit yeah like i mean it's one of those movies where he keeps trying to change things but you just can't that's right he's yeah. trying to change the doctor would call a fixed point in time that mm-hmm. no one can ever change yeah like at least this addresses that kind it of does. stuff. Yeah, that's but... what's heartbreaking. I mean, I wanted this movie to be good, to be honest. I love Guy Pierce. Yeah. You know, he doesn't work very much, but I think he's really, I mean, Memento. Yeah. He's good. It's not that he's, but it just was cheesy and lame mostly. And yeah, they did try just... to do that stuff. And I mean, but you were talking about like the more he tries to save that woman, the funnier it gets yeah. because he keeps going back yeah. again and again, again and again, and again. And you'd end up just sitting there being like, "Oh boy, yeah. how's she <laughs> gonna <laughs> buy the farm this time? <laughs> oh, she got hit by a carriage. A carriage. <laughs> Horse stepped on her face. Oh, I don't know. And you're just, and then it it just turns into this like hilarious montage of ridiculous <laughs> deaths <laughs> for this this lovely Victorian woman. Yeah. This you're like, ah, I know. Hilarious. It's like a YouTube's fails video. <laughs> like, and it's, it is. It's too many tries. That's yeah. The pr- and they're just like, let's keep on this. And you're like, D- we get it. You can't change it. Like yeah. two times would have proven that. Yeah. Instead of it seemed like endless. Yeah. Oh, my God. I paid to see that fucker. I paid yeah, to we, see it we went, to, we went together and we were both dismayed and alarmed poor guy like he's just like this i don't know who his agent uh, this is is the best i can do now you guys remember i was a big movie star for like five minutes and then this happened he had la confidential and people were like look at this guy and then priscilla yeah all those movies that were great and then suddenly he was making weird like animals are talking in this kind of ravenous he was in ravenous oh Uh oh i forgot Eat everybody. Uh, that the snow was made out of Kleenex. Let's just leave it there. Was that a vampire thing or an, it was a no? Guy he was just a cannibal. Yeah, thing. they were like, "I'm gonna absorb your power." Yum yum yum. Guy and David Arquette. Yeah. What are you doing? I believe Guy Pierce is in, also in an upcoming ABC special, so he's just what? gone right to TV. Oh, he is in it with many other he, stars. He needs a time machine. Yeah, he he needed that time machine to work. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Maybe he has it somewhere and he keeps going back and he just can't fix it. I feel like Time Machine's in there with like that Princess of Mars adaptation, John Henry or whatever. John Carter. (laughs) John Carter. I feel like it's in there where it's just like, this is maybe not a good idea. Well, they dumped so much money into that thing and it just fucking bombed. Well, it was one of those Disney was just like, this will work. We're going to make it work with money. No, no it's not going to work. So, and then, and then I had Bill and Ted as another honorable mention. Yep. They're idiots who yep. travel through time in a phone box. Oh, yeah. And they break every fucking rule. And they mess they, up everything. They, like, if that wasn't a cut, I would like to see the version of that. They're dead. They'd just be dead. <laughs> they're actual repercussions from their actions yeah and they come back to the 80s and it's just a fiery hellscape (laughs) whoops oh god Joan of Arc is in a band now you're just like this is some bullshit but it it is pretty funny and apparently a sequel of that is in the works of them as like 50 year old fucking losers because there was a see there was there's two movies yeah they had there's their bogus a, journey they want to make that into tr- a trilogy with 50 year old dudes just still being losers alex winter's like thank god 
Yeah. What does it mean? He's a director now. Is he? That's what At he says. At least he's doing <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And Keanu, uh, don't set him off. That's what he's doing. He's just like, I'm punching my way to death. I'm going to be punching till I'm 85 years old. And once the details had been successfully navigated, there would be nothing left to do but wait for the conflict. Maybe the obligatory last minute moral debate until the noise of the room escalates into panic and background screams as the gunman walks in. And eventually he must have got it perfect and it must have been beautiful with all the praise and adoration he had coming. He had probably saved lives after all. Who knows what would have happened if he hadn't been there. To finish off a very interesting smaller movie. It is called Primer. It is from 2004. Little indie thing. It's the type of movie where if you're some sort of engineer mathematician guy or lady. <laughs> in this case it was a guy, was so a guy. that's why I say guy. Yeah. I guess this guy watched all these time travel movies and he yeah. had questions. He had some fucking questions. Yeah. yeah. So he wrote a movie that answered all of them. And it does it gets a little heavy with some of the the math and sciencey explanations. No talk. It's fine. And I mean even when it was it was going to be released. Some of the studios were like, you should you should tone this down or take this out or change some of the dialogue and basically like dumb it down because people are stupid. And this guy's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you watch it again? So, I mean, big, big winner at Sundance. People fucking loved it. It has, it sets out, it's kind of rules. It's, it's complicated. Like it can't be just on in the background while you're doing something yeah, else, playing on your phone. There are physical issues from them traveling back in time. And in this one, some things they can travel back to whenever, like back to the future. Let's go to the fifties. Let's go to the wild west. Yeah. Whatevs. Yeah. In this one, they can only go back as far as when the machine was turned on. They have like a point A in the past and a point B in the future, and they can travel in to the, the that square. Yeah, within yeah. that period of time, and that's it. The beginnings of time travel, which of course should be shorter range. Yeah. If you think of it, because I always, for some reason, think of it as like a deep sea dive experiment. Mm hmm. Because I always wonder, like, how long can you stay in the past and the future? Yeah. Like, do you have to come back to breathe your own oxygen at some point? Is it like, like I guess, thinking about that Star Trek, like, are you going to literally get the bends if you're if you're at the time of Christ for like three days? Are you just going to die because you you're so out of sync and out of your own lifetime? Yeah, you know what I mean. So this one says, no, don't yeah, do that. It's, so it's it's these short periods of time. I mean, they're typical anybody. They're like, let's play the stock market, make a bunch of money. They do that, but then it ends up like, I want to change this or I want to do that. And then there's duplicate versions of themselves. And as it goes on, like the movie doesn't really tell you like which it's not like now this is the third version of this guy doing this going here so that you don't know exactly which version of the people you're necessarily watching at any time. That's good. It's good for a feeling of like disorientation. Yeah. That they're feeling. And I mean, then you, like, get you have people... to assume each of these men thinks they're the real guy. Because then, yeah, if, if you're the duplicate, you're the guy who's traveled back in time, does that make you less 
of that person of that person than the original version of that person by the end they're on like 12 13 versions of themselves like are those different than the original guy i don't know it sets out to kind of tackle all those issues and questions and it's just like boom science there you go process that it's not impossible to get what's happening like it's not this convoluted focus, mess people just yeah. focus you yeah. can't be looking at your phone the whole time yeah but i was playing candy crush <laughs> like no you won't know what's happening yeah you're gonna miss everything is there he's like questions what about this what about that i'm gonna answer those questions because i'm an well, it's engineer nice to see sort of an idea or a concept of the raw reality of pushing into another dimension because it's not just like ah the fresh air of tomorrow like it seems yeah. very complicated because we're moving through time right now at a completely fixed rate what they're talking about is changing this rate of time that we are we it's taking the string folding it up and walking across that fold it's all of those theories but what they're saying is you can't just do that with no protection no like that's not, it's not a natural phenomenon, right? Yeah, like when these guys are traveling, like they're in their little box and I mean, they have oxygen tanks, they have masks on, like it's not just this easy breezy like road trip to the past, like back to the future. And I think- And you talked about symptoms that they develop. He ends up, the one guy has, he ends up like bleeding out his ear and you know, in, in other, other movies and stuff like nosebleeds is always a big one. Like any sort of blood so leaking pressure, out of your head is a, is a problem. Yeah, pressurized um, environment issues. These guys also have a problem. They develop problems with their handwriting the more that they travel. It's just at the beginning when they're kind of developed, because they, they just make this time machine by accident. They're, they're trying to make like an anti-gravity kind of machine device. Then they end up time travel. They're testing out some stuff and they're putting their hands into this kind of field so you can think, oh, well, their hands are, they've traveled, whereas the rest of them haven't. So then their hands are slightly out of sync from the rest like of them. Like by seconds. Because they show their handwriting and it turns into like this, like it looks like somebody's writing with their opposite hand. Right. It's just. It almost calls to mind like people like the Curies who are experimenting with something where they really are not sure what yeah. it is. And then they get, there's terrible yeah. consequences for a, them. A whole bit at the beginning, they don't know what they have like it takes them a while to figure out what, what they've, they've actually done, done. yeah because it's like a side effect of their experiment yeah because they have they have this little this little thing that they're experimenting with and then it ends up with like mold or fungus or something on it so the guy takes it to a lab and he's doing this and the guy at the lab he thinks it's this joke because he's working in the lab and he's trying to grow this this type of fungus for whatever reason he, he's like you have like a few months worth of stuff on this on this little thing and you're telling me you just got this like yesterday and the one guy is kind of going through all the steps trying to figure out what's happening and he realizes what it is before the other guy because the other guy's like at work or whatever yeah. so when He's going through trying to tell this guy, prove to him that it's time travel. There it is. Sleeper recommendation there. If you 
are really into the details of time travel, the warnings of it, and what could actual, well, not actual. (laughs) We have no proof. Well thought out. Dude put effort in. He thought of all the questions, thought of some reasonable explanation answer to them. He didn't dumb it down. So a couple of wrap-up questions. We're almost out of time, like the DeLorean (laughs) says on the back. My question would be... If you could time travel, Bunny Sunnydale, where would you go if you had one choice? I want to see the dinosaurs, but I don't imagine that would be... I'd probably hop out of the time machine and be like, oh boy! And then like disintegrate into some sort of time-space dust or something. But if that was... Barring that. I'd like to see some dinosaurs and... I want to see the future. I'm afraid to go too far forward. Yeah. Putting aside all personal danger to the time okay. period. Okay, yep. I think because I am a huge white nerd, <laughs> I'd like to go to the original Globe Theater and see oh. what was really going on in there. For, you for are a nerd. I'm a huge. <laughs> no, that's a good you one. people don't understand what you're dealing with. Not just sci-fi nerd. All kinds of nerd right here. But that's what I would probably do. That's a good one. I mean, at least David Tennant as the doctor did me the honor of going back to the old globe. (laughs) So I got a reasonable representation, but I'd like to really do it. And what is your favorite time travel movie i gotta say back to the future yeah. man like it was it's a gem i think yeah. i mean it's really good i think the nostalgia factor is very Huge. high there Huge. so it always takes it it's always that one yeah i think i am going to agree which doesn't always happen with our picks but i agree and it was it was like a double hit for me because my parent my dad was huge in the 50s even though they're really they're hippie they're they're children of the 60s not the 50s my dad's huge into that stuff so i he hosted a radio program that was the music to remember and so i was familiar with that whole culture and then i got my own culture as a seven to eight year old eight year old child Watching this movie, thinking it was the greatest thing ever. And yeah. this guy was the coolest kid ever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what all kids thought watching that. That's yeah. why everybody started skateboarding. Yep. I cannot imagine somebody else doing it. And that's yeah. the truth. Any, not, and not, not just Eric, anybody. Yeah. It was just like the movie was, was built for him. Turn him into a movie star. I just hear that Huey Lewis soundtrack and I go, I'd like to pop in Back to the Future right about mm-hmm. now. It's the power of love. Speaking of the power of love, we'll be back next month. And thank you so much for joining us for our trip through time travel. (laughs) I don't see any duplicates of us, but maybe we should stay inside for a while. Yeah. Just in case. I don't want to meet myself. No. Mostly just because I don't want to see myself from that angle. No. I'm obnoxious. (laughs) we'll see you all thank you so much for joining us give us a rating if you enjoy what you heard give us a rating and we will see you next time we're thrilled to talk to you bye bye Well, cadets, thanks again for joining Jira Kalala and myself, Bunny Sunnydale. We discussed time travel and the paradoxical adventures that result from bending space and time. Great Scott! 
Did you know that you could connect with us on social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? Check it out. It's what all the cool kids are doing these days. Original music and popular Parallax theme by Ken Chamberlain. Join us in May when we discuss fighting evil by moonlight in our Sailor Moon Spectacular in the next episode of The Popular Parallax. Be bold and have fun. (music) 